Morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome back to yet another episode of the AIP podcast. My name is Anne Cheng. I am the CEO of Supercharged Lab and, again, your host on behalf of the AI Partnerships Corps. Today, we have a remarkable guest joining us from H10 AI, which is a company that is transforming industries by turning data into what we love most, profits. So let's all please give a great big warm welcome to Helmut Nair, who is an energetic and superbly passionate engineer whose dedication to solving problems that matter most to people is driving innovation in the world of AI. Now, H10 AI knows that implementing AI can be superbly challenging. I mean, don't we all, right? It's also the truth that Helmut believes that it doesn't have to be. In this episode, we are going to unlock the end and discuss their mission to helping businesses navigate the AI landscape seamlessly, unlocking the true potential of the data and increased ROI. So, hey, Helmet, what a thrill to have you on the show with us today. Thank you, Anne. It's a pleasure being here. Always happy to be here. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So, Helmet, let's dive right in. So, tell me more about your background. How did you start this whole journey? How did you get interested in artificial intelligence? And how did H10 go from a service company to the company that it is now? Thank you. Thank you for that question. Um, it honestly always just starts organically for me at this point. So um, I got interested in AI when I was doing my master's. I wanted to first start, um, I wanted to go into the robotics engineering departments um, and wanted to work as a robotics engineer. But then as I was doing my master's, I started gravitating more towards artificial intelligence in itself. And uh, that's kind of how I started getting really interested in it. Um, and then from there, I was working as an artificial intelligence engineer, as a research developer at a nonprofit company. When I started getting the itch to to go go off on my own. And from there, I started talking to some friends, seeing if they had any consulting gigs that I can work on uh, as a side, on, on, a, on the side. And then, um, you know, sooner or later, I had one or two of them. I was able to, to service them part time. And then I was able to, you know, have a snowball effect of, of hiring one employee and then three employees. And then just kept going and going until eventually I was able to quit my day job and work full time on consulting. But then from there, um, we found that as we continue to onboard more clients, we started seeing a lot of trends from these these clients. One of them is that they wanted they wanted the same kind of consulting work. They wanted to do some sort of process automation. They wanted to speed up their systems um, within their business, but they wanted it faster than what we could deliver, and they also wanted it at a cheaper solution. And so that kind of um, made us think a little bit and tried to determine what would be a good business opportunity for that. And uh, we determined creating a, a SaaS product would be better than just doing consulting. And so that's kind of how we transitioned from, you know, going from a part-time consulting to full-time to, to now doing more of a SaaS product. That's, that's really impressive. Um, and congratulations on all your success. Um, let's talk a little bit about, you know, our favorite kind of clients, right? The enterprise company. They tend to, you know, have a little bit of challenges and, and, you know, they, they have this moving goalpost. So how do you, how do you find working with, how do you work with enterprise clients? Number one. And number two, really, what are those, 
um, major frustrations or challenges building process automation with artificial intelligence? Yeah, thanks for that question. Um, so I find that with the goalposts that are always changing, like you have to always set expectations. And that's, that's kind of how we found um, the best way to overcome those challenges, those goalposts changing challenges. Um, we found that setting expectations is just as important, if not more important than delivering the solution to the clients. Because then once you set the expectations, then you're able to work within that, um, that framework and then everyone's able to be happy about it which is really, really great. Um, we found though that our main challenge when it comes to working with these clients is just, you know, it's mostly just being patient with them, um, knowing that each company is different. Um, and then we always try to make sure that we're always trying to find the right, the right client. And so some of these challenges that, that, they, that they have um, or challenges that we find working with clients um, can always be resolved if we're just more patient with them, if we're just able to, to have that meeting to discuss what their main challenges are in their business and if they have any any um, disagreements or things or ideas such as that. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, enterprise companies and how they can build process automation using AI. What's a good example of a use case? Thanks for that question. Um, we found that there are three areas that enterprise companies primarily want as far as process engineering, uh, process automation, sorry. And the and in each of those, there are certain examples that we found to be most common. So the first one um, we call insights and predictive modeling. So this is related to decision-making within the business and trying to gather insights. Um, so some of these applications would be um, AI algorithms that could forecast product inventory or that could forecast price changes or that could gather insights in order to understand how your business is actually working um, or how to improve it. Um, the second area that I saw that has applications is what we call cognitive automation. So this is basically where algorithms perform complex tasks autonomously. So you can kind of think of it as uh, something like robotics processing automation would be one example where you can automatically perform Monday tasks or such a, one of the examples would be like data, data entry. Um, another example would be using a chatbot to act as a virtual assistant. So the assistant would, you would tell the assistant what to do and this AI virtual assistant would essentially um, schedule schedule calendars, your calendar, or um, you know some some example to that. So that that's one example, um, or some examples within that area. And then the third area is we call we call it machine human interaction. So that's where um, enterprise companies want a way to seamlessly interact between humans and machines. So this would commonly be like a chatbot, where and one example would be using a chatbot to onboard a client faster. Um, another example would be using a chatbot uh, for employees. So employees, uh, employees have questions related to the company or related to their job description or related to a specific function that they have. Um, companies can have a frequently asked questions uh, document that the AI robot can review and help employees um, improve their, their job functions. So all of these are applications that we see on a frequent basis, and they all are around the idea of insights and predictive modeling. They're around cognitive automation or machine and human inter interaction. That's great. So what's on the horizon for you, Helmut? I mean, you've done quite a lot of uh, applications of artificial intelligence for enterprise clients. What do you think 
you're gonna do next? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, we're primarily focused right now on growing. We see that there's a untapped potential in post-secondary and government institutions, and that's where we're looking towards right now. Um, we've recently started a project and we're hoping to expand it and grow it. We are looking to create an open source library of algorithms. So if you, if, uh, if there's any developers in the podcast, think of like Hugging Face as an example. We want to essentially be a company similar to Hugging Face, but we want to have algorithms that are vetted and are more security compliant uh, to be used in post-secondary or government institutions um, for using artificial intelligence and helping them on uh, speed up their artificial intelligence journey. Amazing stuff, Helmet. What a thrill it has been to have you on this uh, show with us. So tell us what, what would be your biggest lesson that you've learned on this entrepreneurial journey? That's a great question once again. Um, so for me, the biggest lesson that I found is the idea of, of a startup where you need to talk to your customers and you need to listen to your customers. That's, that's the number one lesson that I've learned. I've also found the second, the second one for me is to be very self-reflective daily. Um, I found the more self-reflective I am, the more inspiration I'm able to receive to help work on my business um, instead of for the business. Um, and one last uh, piece of advice that I that I have heard and really taken taken into it was to just have fun on the entrepreneurial journey. I found that if you're not having fun, then you're doing something wrong, and it it, it hurts yourself and it hurts your business. And so, by having fun, you're able to really um, enjoy the time, and I feel you, you become more successful as a result. Wow, those are great last words. Well, once again, Helmut, thanks for being on our show. And to our regular listeners, thank you once again for tuning in. My name is Ann Cheng. I am CEO of Supercharged Lab on behalf of the AIP podcast. I am signing off. Thank you.